2: Good evening, welcome back to Heart Hand. This is Heart Hand Extra, your second free show of the week. Yes, as I can see from the comments flooding in, apologies, we are four minutes late. I forgot what I was doing there, to be honest, and couldn't figure couldn't figure things out. Um, thankfully, I relied on Mr. Technology himself, Andy McGowan, to see me through. How are well, you, Andy?
1: <laughs> well, um, I know you had me on for my technical expertise, so I'm glad it came in
2: handy. Thank you. And making his extra debut, I think, we've got Grant. Grant, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, doing fine, Adam. Hello, Andy. And yeah, I would love to see. It's been a interesting week and We've got tons of discussion points, so we'll see what this brings.
2: Yes, uh, the extra shows have been uh, quite good over the last eighteen months or so, with the the regular midweek games right up to the end of the seasons. Mm-hmm. But now we're uh, what will we talk about? And this is this one is. A little bit more difficult in terms of the football, Andy, because it's right in the middle of a, a St. Johnson sandwich But we've just played them and we're going to play them again. So um, I'm not sure there's huge amounts to be learned, but we do have a couple of new signings. Well, sorry, I should say we have one new signing and one that we think is, is very, very close, which is Nicholas Raskin. Todd Cantwell joined the other day, fee rumoured to be around about one and a half million pounds. I think that's a great bit of business, even though he's he's got six months to go. I know from a financial side, it, it will be pretty, pretty good if we get him to the levels that he was 18 months ago. We could be looking at, at quite a lot of um, money coming back in if we sell him again. But what's your thoughts on that, that signing? I think, um, I think it's as good as we can get. I know it
3: seems quite negative a lot. I'm very, very conscious of the market. We are pretty useful to it, so I'm um, I think AI has age, has ability, and his potential, and number one potential, you know, he's a, he's a different, But if he came in 10 minutes closer, by showing his show static, you know, scare, then we'll have a fair amount and I don't I i I think, when I this voice, looking to see Plus the self-temperature the and how they performed. And I'll look at this guy in Lathalem. i think absolutely not reading my Skinny can be a major major for us. And to pay one and a half million during me six months ago, I think he's still a good goal. Because, uh, as we know, he's going to be a player and get embedded by an eye on next season. So I think it's a really good move. Um, you know, we'll look for players with value.
2: he was playing, Andy, he missed, Andy. Sorry, Andy, true to form your microphones went, Hey, while well, you sound like a Dalek. Do you want to <laughs> change it? We'll go again. <laughs> Grant, basically, I think Andy's spot on there in terms of the points. For those of you who, who didn't hear them, it was it was basically it's going to be one of these signings that we think <laughs> as a as a sort of um prototype Michael Beale, if you like, someone we can get in, we can develop, makes sense from from that point of view. What's your thoughts on it as well? I know it has been rumoured for for a while. It was great to finally get it over the line.
3: No,
0: definitely. He was a player who had a lot of interest in him when he was at his peak at Norwich a couple of seasons ago. He was rumoured to be the player that Aston Villa were targeting to replace Jack Grealish when he moved to Manchester City, rumoured to be 35 40 million at the time. So, in terms of a player profile, um, he ticks all the boxes in terms of what we're looking for. He can play in that 10 position. He, has also talked about being able to play centrally, potentially as a, an eight, if you will. So he ticks a lot of boxes and what we're looking for and freshen up that midfield, which we've been desperately needing for God knows how long we've been talking about it for now, Adam. But it's a good player to get in. But another thing that he brings is the age profile that we're looking for. We talk about these transfers and what it brings to the squad. In terms of the age, he has so much upside to him that he has went through a wee bit of a down spell at Norwich uh, the last 18 months, but he's now moving away from the pressures of his hometown club, so that could be a burden off his shoulders, and he could thrive under uh, Bill's coaching if he applies himself correctly, which I have no doubt that really he will.
2: Yeah, will we do a test before you go for your next monologue, Andy? No, you're on mute. <laughs> Something's not working. It's not plugged in. Some there's no sound.
1: Right, um, Yes, there
2: go. yeah, so. In terms of what you were saying there, I think I absolutely Cantwell is the ideal candidate there. Um, are you surprised that the are you surprised that the fees for Andy if, before we come on to the other players that are rumoured? I guess we're looking at whatever we think. One and it's certainly seven figures for Cantwell, probably the same for Raskin, maybe the same for Whittaker. Are you surprised at that for this window? Uh,
1: no, because I, th- I thought that we might see some listening of the post strings after last year's accounts so I think last year's accounts and you know I've spoken on them bored everybody at tears with them but I thought there was a constraint in last year's accounts to get it to the the, the kind of figures they got and uh, I think there's I'm not saying there's a big kitty there but I think there, there, there's, there's money there to be utilised and I'm pleasantly surprised to see it being used this window but I think that's been a necessity because we've got a new manager. And things need to change and it's no way to plan. So to sit on more, to sit on money that we've got right now would be folly. And uh, I don't know if you heard it before, uh, my, my uh, Bluetooth headset died. But the, the, the fact is, if we get players in now, they're ready for next season. They're more than ready. So uh, it's all positive. So I think it's money well spent. If you get Raskin, Cantwell and potentially Blueface Swansea for, for the guts of three or four million pounds, in today's market, it's it's nothing. Even taking into account the fact there's six months to go and you get for one, we, yeah. we, we can't wait that long, to be quite no. honest with
2: you. And to be honest, I, I think Cantwell Will and Raskin on uh, on Bosman's free transfers, etc, are eating up lots of that transfer fee anyway, in terms of, I would think, signing on fees, agent fees, all that sort of stuff. So um, I think getting them in. Um, is key. Grant, what, what's your take on that? Andy's point about the new manager coming in is obviously interesting as well you would imagine um, there would be assurances there when he came in that maybe he'd have some money to spend, it wouldn't be I don't think realistic to expect him, given the situation or the squad he had when he came in to say you're coming in, in this situation you need to try and win two Cups but we're not going to give you any money until until Jan- until the summer. Um, I think that would be maybe less palatable for him because he hasn't been there for the last couple of windows. He wasn't involved in signing players that are now not there or not good enough, etc. So mm. um, it feels like it was always something that needed to happen and fingers crossed we can get them over the line.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, he probably wouldn't have taken the job if he wasn't given those assurances because we have to remember he turned down the Wolves job for whatever reasons he turn that down for so he would have wanted these assurances before taking the job. It seems to have got them, and you can see the profile of the players that we are targeting changing to suit Bill more. Now, I think he has quite a lot of autonomy in the players that we are chasing, and you can see that in uh, Cantwell, Whitaker. They're players that he has known from his time down in England, and obviously he's coaching connections as well. So that's always a good sign to see the manager having that level of input into it as well. Um, I would agree wholly with what Andy said. We need the players, and now the squad has needed a good freshen up for at least a season. You could argue potentially even two seasons. We've needed to yep. do quite wholesale changes to the squad in terms of where players are in their cycle at the club eh, in terms of if they've been here for a year or two years and we've talked about the player trading model time and time again Adam and it's something that we need to get right and I felt over the last couple of windows that we've kind of let that slide in terms of what our ultimate aim is with our trading model.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Ross M asks has it actually confirmed a little of in journal. Raskin is saying no, absolutely not. Um, I think the journalist in question, very well respected in in the, the sort of Belgian side, and from the sound bites or from what that journalist was saying, it feels like he's either close to the agent or close to the player, and um, that was sort of where things were coming from. That he had information that Rangers were Raskin's first choice. That contract had been agreed. Whether that is pre-contract pending. Um, a bid coming in, et cetera, whether that contract then just gets extended for six months. I don't, I don't know, but, um, he was saying that that was the case. Um, and as someone else has said, I think an official bid went in today, which may or may not have been rejected. Uh, and we'll go back in again. Andy, I think I, I see opinion ranging wildly from, let's just give standard layers the two and a half million to let's give them absolutely nothing because you'll be out of contract in the summer. Um, for me, I'm a big fan of the player from what I've seen so far and I think it's a huge, huge, huge priority for us to get this type of player in that position in in this window but I, I wouldn't be paying over the odds um, here. I guess from your frugal mindset you'd be the same so this sort of bargaining that we're doing is is absolutely fair. Hey, I'm not frugal. I, I just, you know, I, I thought it would be the, the border the,
1: the board. would think I'd spend the money if it didn't me, but the answer's uh, in the middle. You, you, you don't get held to ransom for a ridiculous sum with six months to go and you don't be uh, quite cut your nose off to spite of your face to to, to no have them for the rest of the season embedded in for the sake of um, a fairly low amount. Um I'll be surprised I'm very I'll be very surprised if there's no pre-contract, right? I don't think we're in a position of putting a bids here if that's no uh, the case. And if it is the case then do we hold the whip plan to degree, but as we seen with suit last year. You know, sometimes obstinance between the two clubs can mean that this doesn't
2: happen. That makes um, that crackling again. Fuck you! I <laughs> <laughs> think there's any kids watching. I it. think we'll be fine. Um, but again, now is that better? No, Nope. <laughs> oh, right. Andy. Go ahead, Grant. It's all right. um, Grant. So, in terms of what, what's your take on that? Then, because obviously, um, we've got. A situation there where we're probably not going to be Absolutely flush in terms of money coming in mm. I, see, I see people in the comments Asking Portis and Nisbet um, For 3 million quid Should they be added to the mix as well I, I personally think the players that we're discussing Just now are a completely different market to that And a completely different ball game um, I don't think if, if funds are tight That that makes great sense I would absolutely take Nisbet if it was closer to the first offer I think that Millwall played, paid But um, I think you're verging into uh, dangerous territory there, particularly if we um, probably don't need that as a huge priority right now and it probably sits with central midfield? No,
0: I think the priority definitely lies within the central midfield, Adam, and it has for quite a while now. So to be linked with a player like Nicola Raskin has been something that's really refreshing. It's a midfield player and a profile for a player that we haven't really approached for quite a while. Now, obviously, you know a lot more about him and you've spoken a lot more about Nicholas Raskin on the Patreon site uh, than what I'm up to date with. But from what I can see, what I've read about him, he's a very exciting addition. He's been a player that's been a tracked for a number of years now dating back to when we played standard yeah so we've done extensive scouting on him. we know what we're going to get from him um but he has for me he has to come in now because then it gives them that bed and in period it lets us actually freshen up the squad now for the rest of the season for what our aims are and the cup competitions and where we see ourselves still in the league because at the end of the day, yes, it's still nine points at the moment, but it's not out with the realms of possibility that that could be caught, depending on how uh, Celtic's form is. So, to get him in, especially with our midfield issues at the moment, would be a big bonus for the rest of the season.
2: Absolutely. How are we doing now? <laughs> Who knows? Is that oh, perfect, better? crystal clear?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, <laughs> don't buy an Apple iPad or shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: With people in the comments saying you're a dialect, with the people saying have you still got dial up in sure, blah blah blah. But yeah. Um Andy, this this squad building point I think is is an interesting one because as Grant said, you could argue well it hasn't went very well in the last few windows. I think me and you think there's mitigating reasons for that other than um it's <clears throat> just rubbish at it personally, but um Without doubt, as as Stephen says here, there's a lot of players to come in in the summer, a lot of players to leave in the summer, some needing sold. Um, It's a dangerous game to sign a load of players in January, but I think two or three, as we've said, that are hopefully going to come in and impact the first team is good. But what it also then does, for me anyway, is lessens the risk for the summer window. You're maybe looking at a goalkeeper, another centre mid, and a striker, and then whatever else we can do around about the the edges of the squad. So it's minimising the risk from a a sort of Full revolution type of thing.
1: I the it's, it's about the player. If the player's available in the summer or, or January, it doesn't really matter. It's it's you know you sign them when you can sign them, and with Cantwell and Raskin, the time is right because they're available and for whatever reason there's, there's circumstances their there, there clubs are willing to play ball. Um, I I don't subscribe to the total overhaul kind of concept. I, I know the squad needs a bit of freshening up, to put it mildly. But I do think often that we get a wee bit hyperbolic about um, you know total revamps and doing mm. what Advocat did and buying 20 players and stuff like that. I don't think we're anywhere near that. I think that our squad, very much like that lot across the city did after their field 10 in a row season, four or five starters can make a hell of a difference to an overall squad, never mind the first eleven and I think it can energise other players. I think we've got to bear in mind that, you know, Lowry's still to arrive, and I think he will at some point. You've got Young Devine will become, um, at the very least, a squad player that can be relied upon, and uh, you've got players come back. We've we've kind of forgotten, well, I'm sure we've no forgotten, but it it does tend to drift out of our thinking when we're talking about things. like The injuries we've had, Young man's a new signing, because we've seen him for two minutes, You've got Hadji to come back, he'll contribute. Um, we've still you see, the best of Tillman, and he's getting better all the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think we, we need a striker now. So so we've went for this place to add on the lap. We must get a right winger. We must get a right winger. It's a perennial issue. We must get a number six, you know, in yep. front of defence, defence. And now we're looking. It'll be a, it'll, the next thing will be a striker. So... Mm. Um, I'm 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 not saying I'm relaxed, right? I'm not Ross Wilson, Mr. Relaxed. I'm I'm sitting here saying it can be done. There's no guarantees. Um, but we're due a bit of luck in terms of buying players and, and them coming off. Uh I don't i we've spoken to us, Adam, last summer. It was not as bad as we thought or think, because it's the injuries that have killed us. No Matondo. Yep. You're going if you're going to buy seven players, one of them is going to be a shiter. And that's a fact, especially in the market we are dealing. With. And that's no, yep. that that's no excuse. It's reality. So uh, if we get these two and the boy worker, who I don't really know, and is is about a bit of promise, but if we get Raskin Campbell, then that's a massive move forward in terms of what we need to do in the summer.
2: No, I completely agree on that. It, it, it does de-risk it for sure. Grant, um, it's all went quiet on on Whitaker uh, a little bit. I'm guessing full focus has been on obviously getting Cantwell sorted out, and then hopefully Raskin. Um, <laughs> if those reports are believed, we went over to to Belgium to to deal with that. Um, I don't think Swansea have another game now, don't they? Not so that sort of not that's till ironic. the end of the
0: transfer window. Anyway, it's after yeah. the transfer window. The next
2: that's play kind of gone. but again, he's someone that I think fills a little gap. Plays on the right. And can cut on his left, we've got a lot of players that want to play in the left and can cut in the right and can't get mm. a game there because Kent's playing so um, it, it feels like that could be something I must admit that he's the one I know the, the least about but he certainly had a, a decent start to uh, the season in, in League 1 before they brought him back
0: No definitely, I think it's something like uh, 16 goal involvements 9 goals scored uh, in League 1 which for his a player of his age is reasonable for me. Uh, has a better goal involvement than what arebo done in the League One season before we went and signed them. So, if you're looking for a comparison, then there it is there. But it just provides a different option if you bring someone like working in Adam. You talk about uh, the players on the left hand side being uh, primarily right footed. It then gives us that option to change it. Like for example, if you start Sakala, then on that right-hand side, if it's not working, you can bring Whitaker on or vice versa. So it just gives you different options for different games and being able to cause teams different problems in games where they could be comfortable against a certain player. So it would be interesting to see what happens there because Swansea have played this out very publicly and what they thought they would be able to do in smoking out a bid, most likely, by saying they were going to involve them in the squad. The player then said he didn't feel comfortable being in the squad for the game, so it's lessened their position as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. it would be interesting to see because it doesn't appear as though that anybody else is interested in bidding for them. No, and it also Let me tell it. you, they're, they're, pl-
1: they're playing uh, chicken with their own club. If they think they're going to
0: smoke oh, no, us,
2: <laughs> no. <We'll go> <laughs> e- e- even,
0: the, even the person, Ross Wilson, he just. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, no chance, I know So I, I think, it doesn't seem to be anyone else That we're even remotely close to as well Which leads me to think it is just We'll get this one done He's not going anywhere The player clearly wants to come Wasn't in the right frame of mind to play Looks like the ball's was all in, in our court on that one <clears throat> Okay Andy, what do you want to moan about first? The ticket website Or people moaning about Edmondson House? Oh, we well, sit back
1: for this one oh, <laughs> I'm in heaven This is great This is like Club 1872 I mean. <laughs> oh dear, Hey, Let's go for...
2: Ticket fiasco, angle. Oh, that—that that I have to say, it's never great. I've obviously bought my fair share of tickets on it. It's never great, but that was the worst. Even just in terms of the wait time, hasn't been like that. I don't think the wait time was like that for to get the Seville tickets. I know there was obviously a wee bit less, but it was ridiculous. I had people saying that they'd been in for an hour and a half. Someone I know had put 250 quid's worth of tickets in his basket before they even managed to get it, before he even managed to get to a checkout because it just wasn't working. I just, I was sure, Andy, that, there was something that came out and I've not checked that something had been upgraded at some point over the last six months or so. I don't really know what it was because it still looks the same. It still works the same. You still can't update your basket. You still have to close the browser and it says you've left two tickets in your basket. I know I've left two tickets in my basket. You're not letting me shop so stop sending me emails. (laughs) It's just a nightmare. I know you had a lot of trouble with it yesterday.
1: (laughs) well, as a plan. I remember. I usually get a wee Uber driver to drop my ticket off to me, so I'm really disappointed. <laughs> it was... Uh, so... <laughs> do I have sympathy for Rangers? No, no, right? So in the past, I've known for a fact that they've been saddled with a, a website that was on a contract and, you know, you can't just step away from it without it costing a lot of money. So uh, I knew that and I, I thought, well, let, let's deal with it. But... That, that yesterday is the kind of thing, in all seriousness, that uh, uh, destroys the tie between a supporter and a club, right? And that might sound a bit, you know, uh, grandiose and uh, dramatic, but there's an the old saying that people may, may or may not remember you, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And yesterday I was ready to, you know, punch babies. It was, it was horrendous. I was spending three hours at my work on my screen, I'm, I'm then trying on my phone, I'm phoning my wife who's babysitting somebody else's child to go on the computer at home and getting her to look up passwords, it, it was a nightmare I ended up getting my ticket um, sitting in Central Station on my phone um, it may the reason to it, it's not what we're doing, it's a system so I, I, I've complained about that that's right, I'm no, I'm no a complainer, I'm not I'll only complain when it's due and I, uh, I emailed uh, the customer services manager at Rangers. I'm no gee's name it because he will end up with 4,000 emails if a name it. But I emailed him, I don't know, six months ago, and he gave me the courtesy of a callback and he explained a few things to me. He says, Look, we're saddled with us, and we're getting a new website. We know it's, it needs to be fixed. It's the bane of his life. The poor guy's got one high, hand tied behind his back. Yesterday, I, <laughs> I emailed him again and I. He's mm-hmm. like, I know you're going to have a few of these emails, but let me tell you, mate, this is beyond the pale. And my point to him was, see if we know what we can't purchase on that ticket website. It can't handle this the volume, even when they're yeah. trying to filter it to certain segments. Can we not just go back until the new website set up to the old system, which is you register, you either have a ticket or not, and we post it out to you, and take yeah. out this purchase situation for new. Um, and I think they need to seriously, seriously look at that until the end of the season, or until this new website's live, because this is this is deadly. And it's um, it's the kind of thing that if Stuart Robertson and everybody else are sitting there trying to, you know, banding the hatches to some criticism that they might feel isn't legitimate, this is the kind of thing that just torpedoes all that because it cuts to the heart of, of being a Rangers fan. You've got a Rangers Celtic final, you're emotionally dying to get confirmation you're at it, and this flipping website is just slapping you about the face, time after time, hour after hour. You're on Twitter, and you can see everybody else in the same position. So, if you to encapsulate some of the things that go wrong at Rangers, that that ticket website would be the one. But again, Mister Nice Guy, I'm giving I'm cutting them the slack because I do know there's a there's a new website coming, and it will tie in the Edmondson House and the events there, and everything else. So um, I feel better for getting it off my chest now, Adam. That's that's uh, exercise
0: yesterday's uh, stress. Thanks. It's been like a therapy session for you, Andy.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. An, uh, get your you energy know. levels back up, and we'll go for Edmonds' house in a <laughs> few minutes. Um, granted, I think Andy summed it up quite nicely there, but something I've seen mentioned on on Twitter, etc., as well as if it wasn't Rangers, you'd just give up and you wouldn't no, roll exactly, up. Exactly that. You didn't have that that sort of loyalty, need, addiction, whatever you want to call it, to, to get those tickets and, and go to the game, then you just give up. You see, like, if it was any, probably any gig in the world, if someone said to me oh, you need to wait three hours on this, then I'm going to kick you out, you're going to do this, you're going to do that, I would just give up and say, oh, I'll, I'll get one later on and I'll go. But you just keep you just keep plugging away at it. It's not great, as Andy said, hopefully it's going to get get sorted, Um, whether it's in the summer or, or whether it's a little bit further down the line, I've got no idea, but it's just not fit for purpose when you've got the volume of fans, and to be fair, the the numbers, the volumes of costs that we're putting through it, I think I'm, I don't know, 100 quid a month or something on top of um, season tickets, just for other associated (laughs) tickets you need to buy through that, it's a lot of money.
0: No, absolutely, Like you you talk about there, Adam, if it wasn't Rangers, we would give up. people saying on Twitter if it wasn't the tickets if it was any other product that Rangers were selling they would have gave up for it as well and that's a dangerous place to have a fan base in because it then just creates a disconnect between the fan base and the board and yeah we've, we've got enough issues uh, with um, what the support and the board feel are different at the moment when needing to add the ticketing system into it as well um, and it made an interesting point there about taking away the purchase a option for it because this is for the final. You have to be on the CCCS to be in this priority group anyway. So, well, surely surely Rangers know who's in the CCS, who makes the cutoff point. Yep. Uh, the cutoff for the points that they've got out at the moment. So, surely then it should just be, or you would imagine it would be easy enough to then just do it as a normal CCS. Yep. Um, game for it. But it, it can only get better, which is a positive spin on it. it oh, I hope to God it can't get any worse eh, than what it is at the moment. So it, I, be, I believe that the contract, that Andy, you've mentioned is coming to an end. So we should hopefully see positive steps in the right direction for it. But I felt bad for anybody that had to sit through that yesterday. Eh, that was just ridiculous.
2: Andy, you're getting a lot of love in these comments. First time seeing Andy. He doesn't look as hard as he sounds. I don't know if that's a <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. In those... He doesn't look as hard as that, that's <laughs> a comp- I
1: think that's a compliment.
2: Yeah, certainly pre-watershed anyway. Is a compliment? Um, that's not Andy McGowan. I always thought he looked. I always thought he'd look a little older. There you go. Well, um, it's was
1: a good crowd on the night. Thanks, right. Ross.
2: Right, let's go. Edmondson, House, then. Soapman on Saturday soft launch. Um I see a lot of, of people complaining that because they paid their £150 they're not getting in first. I don't know if that was ever on the agenda, but to be honest, I've lost the, the I, box. Sorry, it's
0: I been... believe Adam it was first look at the museum when it was right, opening, okay. not in general.
2: Okay. The amount of time it's taken, I think that box has just collapsed into recycling on its own in I'm a, my I'm a cupboard. <laughs> so I, I don't know. But um Andy, you're obviously a big a big fan of this. There's been a Bit of criticism, <laughs> millstone round the neck, money being spent, blah blah blah. I think I had a little peek around about it on Tuesday, just round the perimeter, etc. It's a lot bigger than I, I kind of thought it was. It looks, it looks quite impressive. I don't get around that side of the stadium all that often, to be honest. Um, so I hadn't really seen it uh, coming as it was evolving. It, it looks like a good space. We're going to have the licensed fans on it at least this weekend. Don't know about the cafe, etc. The museum is a few months away, certainly in terms of getting getting fitted out. I think it is going to be a, a very good venue for us in the long term.
1: So do you just go straight into the press room, Adam get oh the free God. black rooster my, and coffee just and like wee, that
2: stuff? My wee shop for just outside, just the main door, go, right? and I go... You and Edgar.
1: <sighs> uh, so where do I start with that? That's right, though... The, I'm a bit perplexed sometimes with some of the Ranger support um, reaction, and this is where I kind of isolate myself. With a lot of fans in the lot and the mental. So, the, the kind of thing I've been hearing is that this has cost us in terms of it's money that could be going towards a team yeah. that has been redirected elsewhere. And that's true, right? If we we're winning things, I think. We nine points ahead and nine points behind. I don't think anybody would be saying that. That's that's the, the fickle nature of football the, the world over, right? But what the way I see this is right. I'm 46. I can't even remember when we've not been saying we should have a museum. Yeah, we should have a museum that's worthy of Rangers and it's open every day and we show the world our story and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's true. That's right. Right. And I've also heard for as long as I've been going to Rangers. Fuck so I got a dare when I broke. So we've got to go to KFC and you know, my money's in my pocket and it's going to somebody else and not going to the Rangers. And I've got to go to Loudoun and all oh, there's not enough pubs and blah blah blah, right? You get the scenario, right? We are now addressing almost every single one of those issues uh with missing House, right? Where we've got a chance of making money on a non-match day, right? I was doing it at Anfield for the Champions League, and I walk around, and they've got a fantastic big building which was akin to Edmundson House with this yep. big shop and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And they had the, the and Beatles playing outside it and it was great. And um, we are doing this just now and I hate to harp on about it, but it's a fact. We're doing this not that long after we were nearly gone, right? Yep. So the fact that we are now sitting here at this point in time, 10, 11 years later, and we've got a team that's you know competing and, and should be doing a bit better, but it's there and we're building infrastructure, Round the stadium footprint, which is another thing we always get spoken about, what we do with the, name of the footprint, and we are paying for it not through long-term loans. We're paying it from effectively cash flow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is something that gets missed in the nuances that if it was a long-term loan, it means you've not got the first penny to there. It Means you've mm-hmm. got to borrow it all. Yeah. Um, and it, if you're paying it for cash flow, then it means that see once you've got it paid, once it's built and paid, you've no debt. Yeah. And therefore, every penny that it makes as profit is now yours. So the way I think of this is, I mean, I don't know what the projections are, right? But I've heard, you know, it should make one million pound clear once it's all singing and all dancing. There are no harm straight away. It'll take two, three, four years to actually tune up and establish itself as a, as a music or comedy venue or whatever we're going to use it for, because that's competitive in Glasgow. Um, but at some point in the future, not too distant future, this will be making us a one million pound profit per year that goes into the club, right? So you're building a big printing machine for a one million pound note every year, and we're moaning that we can't take one year out of the the, the 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 madness of football to actually make that happen because it's extreme short termism to think otherwise. For me, right? The folk in the comments can come on and tell me, Andy, that's wrong, and you know we should be beating Celtic this year and that's all that sort of matters. Fair, fair dues, I don't agree. I think we've got to start looking a wee bit above the horizon of the end of the season. We need to start winning things on the park, but by the same token, what happens on the park is directly correlated with what happens off the park, which is why I get defensive about Bizgrove and I get defensive about different things. Not not quite the Champions League money. I thought they took the piss, but I know why they did it, because they also do. So for a fiscal point of view, it was the right thing. Now, for an ethical, moral and customer service you know, cosiness, isn't he? But if we know the one thing I'll say about the Rangers just new board is, I think that every penny that comes in is going to something that's supposed to be worthwhile. I don't think there's a lot, lot of leakage, or a lot of wastage. I think the the manager's money, which we moan about, right? It's going to the first team. Yeah. I've spoken about the wage bill. Mm-hmm. The wage bill is running hot, and the board are letting it run hot because they want to see what we all want to see a successful team. Flip side of that is you can't kind of have the the transfer fees as well. The, the new financial fair play doesn't allow that to happen. I'm not going to get into that because folk will turn off. But there's all this going on, and we need to make more money off the park. And for, if, if, if we were spending this money on an extra four thousand seats, that brought us in a million pound a year, for when they blink an eyelid. Yeah. But what we're getting here is extra money, a facility that we can be proud of, a facility we can use. And uh, I think I think the museum. So I have booked it. Well, I've no booked it. I'm in trouble now. My wife's booked the Blue Sky Lounge for Valentine's. How eh?
2: romantic! Yeah,
0: nice. So.
1: And uh, I heard that within, you know, it was that being opened up for bookings. It was two and a half thousand inquiries. See that yeah. museum? There'll be families going to that every single day for noon until that place falls down, and we'll be making money at it. And folk will be getting something to it because we'll be able to take our families and go to a museum. Whereas just you now you need to book the. The tour and it's only every so often. The rest of it. This is a game changer for us, yeah. and I think the negativity just needs to take a wee bit of uh, pat and doing. Is that enough, of you Adam? Have I sold it enough? Or is anybody going to actually come, come and no, come a go, got, have, a, have a go? Have uh, a no, go No it
2: here. got what's a positive comment? So I won't put them up. I'll just put up the ones that are calling you, calling your names. But um, <laughs> just what I want to stick with you a minute though, because it's <laughs> interesting what you said. It's funny. What's more important, I guess, isn't it? Because if we brought in a million pound player every year, fans would be like, okay, that's, that's great, we brought in that player, that's fine. But see, because it sort of goes into a big pot and we don't automatically know this player was paid for by Edmondson House, I think some people tend right. to then, it just goes into this big sort of swimming pool of money and it's the same with the Blue Sky Lounge, it's the same with my MyJers even, same with the lottery. It's like, oh, this is annoying because you you don't automatically see something. But for me, with Edmondson House, and, and the, from Andy's point, Grant from from me, Edmondson House. When we get this sort of fan zone in there, when you get the museum, there's even a cafe in it you can go to. We're now going to have a bar on the the where the stadium where the club shop used to be. I think all of these things, when people see actually how impressive that is, and don't get me wrong, there's going to be probably more people that don't go to it than do go to it because it just doesn't suit what they're what they're doing. But it's maybe more about less about. Revenue generation and more about giving the fans something to do, but it's a bit of both, Grant. I think that's the that's the key, certainly, for, for me. It's things that we've been moaning about for years, and it's also going to be, hopefully, uh, a bit of a moneymaker in that sense as well.
0: No, absolutely. Like everything, it always falls somewhere in the middle between the two sides of it, and it is 100% what it is. Uh, I've been going now since 98 when I was six, and it's always something that... Originally, me and my dad found quite difficult to do is spend quite a lot of time with Ibrox outside of the 15 minutes you turn up before the game, the 90 minutes, and then leave because there wasn't a lot for fam- families to do. It's fine if you want to go into like the Loudoun or the Wee Ibrox bar or whatever it is, but it is going to be something that leaves a legacy for the club, a eh, fruit. Through- out, like there's a lot of hype about the museum because we're all interested to see what's going to be in it is there going to be any recognition for certain people like jim bell or smith etc so it it brings a lot of hype to it to it as well um amongst the criticism some of it has been fair if you look at like the recent a uh, offering for the 50 grand package etc and people talk about that it's been delayed for it X amount of months or years or whatever it may be, but it something that will be vital for the club because a uh, Grove was talked about it quite recently that they wanted to do stuff that would allow fans to be in the proximity of Ibrox for longer than 90 minutes. And if you add into that, what he was actually also adding into the equation was the additional sports bar as well. It's something that will set the club up it just extra revenue streams, which, yeah, when this new financial fair play regulation comes into place, it then just adds into your favour because you've then got yep. money that you didn't have before.
1: Absolutely. See, see on that, Adam. The the big news that's, that I can announce is that Hand in Hand Live have got a, a residency every Friday night, and the oh, new wow. the new state the new uh, concert hall, which will generate <laughs> just, about a million quid a year for David Edgar.
2: David Edgar, I, that's that's a joke. Before anybody i <laughs> um, have not, not had the <laughs> David Edgar will be getting hate mail. Why have I not? with my tickets? But yeah, um, no, no, it's excuses. not. See, but sorry, I, interrupt. Back, I keep
1: interrupting Adam. But the other right. thing here is, see if it's feasible. Do you think that the a beam back every away game? So we've not got enough tickets. We've got my dear fight every single away game, apart from Livingston, maybe. And if you tell me that there's going to be a beam back in the Edmondson House. At 3 o'clock on a Saturday because we're playing at 10 or whatever, and you can have a beer with your pals and you can stay there before and after the game. Yeah. What, what would be the viewpoint on that for the supporters? The supporters would lap that up and there would be buses running 10 and everything. There would actually be another blind fight for tickets for that. So these are the kind of things that if we can free up TV rights and you know make that accessible, then that that's all there to be done.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It, does, it opens up things that maybe we don't think about um, right now, 100%. Okay, 39 minutes in. I guess we should talk about the actual football. Um, I Andy, it is it's, it's, it's difficult too it's sometimes to. when, there's, when there's no midweek game. Andy, St Johnson last week, um, I was up there. The pitch was <laughs> atrocious. The game was atrocious. I don't think we were terrific, but... Uh, we got through, we got it done, which is a bit of a, a feature of, of Michael Beale so far. Um I'm expecting a bit better when we come back to Ibrooks we've had a full week. I think the players had a, a day or two off. If I had a full week hopefully can't be on the bench. I would have liked Raskin to be kicking about by now, I have to say, but that's looking looking quite unlikely, certainly, to be anywhere near um making some minutes on Saturday. We, ha- we are. At- we'll wait until the press conference tomorrow. But the last we heard was possibly Yanis Hadji and John Suter would be in the squad for this as well. So we're finally getting to that point, Andy, where we're starting to have some options. options. getting out of the worst of the weather uh, as well when things are-, are looking okay there. But how have you thought things have went over the last few weeks? Do you think it's been making the best of a bad situation, Get just getting the wins, getting the, the victories? Or-, or do you think we've got a... Um, do you think there's a, a school of thought that we probably should still be putting teams away a little bit earlier than we are?
1: So, so as a child of Soonis and an adolescent of Walter Smith, there's only one type of football and that's women's football. And I think we've sometimes th- through the ages kind of lost sight of that as Rangers supporters. And and we went, you know, we've won professional and everything and we went winning football with the the style, right? That doesn't happen very, very often, right? We've got a bit of a dynamic just now where Celtic have it, right? They, they are a good team to watch. They play exciting football on the front foot and they're scoring loads and loads of goals. And I think that puts us in a natural position where we compare ourselves to them and everything we do, right? And that, that yeah. is the elephant in the room just now, the transfer activity, you know, everything. We compare ourselves to them in and we are, we are kind of saying best just now for most yeah. things. But with Bill since he came in, the, the aspect of winning games... Um, is remarkable because we've not been at our best. We've had wee glimpses and you can see the team starting to just take shape and the patterns of player are coming back that we knew so well for the, for the Gerard Beale team. And it is, getting, it is quite enjoying watching them, despite the fact that, you know, last week we described as turges and the there's pockets of play and there's things that sometimes happen that are, you know, you can see the progress now, if we're sitting here and we're saying we've been playing great flowing football and we've been unlucky, that's no consolation. We've got to win FIFA games and we've got to let it do it fast again. Mm-hmm. So I'm of the opinion, Adam, that Bill, I was quite pleased with Bill. I always thought Bill would be a Rangers manager. I know it sounds... Just kind I told you so. But when he left I said, is that a guy who will come back as a angel manager sometime. Yeah. And he's in, and he's identified a couple of things that we're all talking about. So to your point about are we putting teams away, he's identified and stated quite clearly that uh, we will not got enough goals in the team. And he's hundred percent correct. And I was delighted to hear that because uh, we don't score enough goals. For, I mean, Hoffs don't score enough goals for for corners and set pieces, right? Think back McPherson, Gotham, McPherson, Bruno, the rest of it. chapter. chip with five goals a season each. That can make a difference between a league title and no league title. When midfielders yeah. are not, they, you know, Ryan Jack he scored a goal the other week, but, you know, generally speaking, the final third is a nosebleed. Uh, or two, it's the wrong decision. Lundstrom yeah. doesn't shoot enough and Disney not score enough. And uh, we're very reliant on that front four, who, if they miss fire? We're in the ship because we we, we we really need to score two or three goals because of the, the defensive issues we've had. So, um, to, to get to the point, Adam, I think we should be scoring a lot more goals. I think I go back to my point earlier on about we need a new striker because Morelos, I like Morelos, I think it would function best as a team with Morelos in it, but his goal scoring, he, he's, he, what he's doing in front of goal just now isn't good. He's missing too many chances, he's coughing too many chances. Tolak's the opposite, He's, he'll put them away, but his all-round play takes away something for the team. Um, so this is the evolution, and I think we've got to be happy with which Hansen's bill came in. There's only, one we have, there's only one football, it's winning football, so we've got to take it when we get it.
2: Absolutely, I think, Grant, it feels to me, I reference this a lot, but when Van Bronckhorst came in and he got that, that bounce—it was built on clean sheets rather than sort of fast, free-flowing football, and everybody loved that because we had, I think, we would we went behind six or seven games in a row before Gerard left, um, and we managed to come back in, in quite a few of them. It was the opposite for Van Bronckhorst. I think over time, uh, I don't think that that style of play really evolved to what we hoped it would be for Michael Beale, as Andy said. We've obviously got a lot of um, past relationship there, but then since he's come in I think we've certainly seen things moving in the right direction I think the command game, the middle hour or so, uh, I thought we were absolutely comfortable, we looked really good, particularly in the, set, the start of the second half um, nice little interplay between Kent and Morelos Sakala, Tillman, when he came on um, it was all looking really good, it is pointing in the right direction, I, think. I don't think it's a, a case of Rangers are, are lucky and they're um, getting out of jail etc, despite all the defensive issues I think we are pointing in the right direction if we can get, can well up to speed quickly? Hopefully, get Raskin in, maybe get another one in. Suter, Hadji aren't far away. Hopefully, Yilmaz isn't far away. Lawrence, then um, we're going to give Michael Beale most. Well, we're going to give Michael Bill the best chance, but most importantly, we've got the best chance of a, a sort of winning, successful Rangers team. No,
0: absolutely, because you could see at the end of Geo's reign, we were extremely fragile in games where you would. Think that you've maybe turned the corner, but that confidence was shattered if we conceded early, or we got pegged back, or what, whatever it was, and it was quite a fragile confidence we had. So that's quite a hard thing for a new manager to come in and just instantly expect them to just turn it around when you've got players in that state of mind where they've maybe not been enjoying the football or they've like the results at the end, like Saint Saint St. Saint Johnson the Champions League campaign, they're difficult for players to take and just overcome immediately. So the, the response that bale got from the squad is actually quite outstanding. We're a couple of minutes away from 100% record throughout this. And it's been a crucial part of the season for us. Like the the Cup, the cup games, the Cup semi-final with St. Johnson on Saturday, crucial for our season because if we got knocked out of them where we are in the league, you're, talk, you're talking about going back to McClechey's last season for just nothing to play for. Yeah. for it. So it's been a really good turnaround that he's got in the squad. We can see, as Andy mentioned, that he's starting to uh, put his own style on it again with the patterns of play. Like if you look at the goal that we scored on Saturday, that move doesn't happen under Van Bronkos. For me, yeah. that's a magnificent bit a play from Tillman to release Sakala and still can't believe the goalkeeper saved his shot actually at the time but it, like, you, you get the win from it you, mo- you move on with it and um, we've all heard these uh, post-match uh, comments about the run so it'll be interesting to see now that we're starting to settle into this one game a week format I know we've got a midweek game coming up against Hearts and um, Soon as well, but going to this almost one game a week format, you should start to see uh, that style get put into the team a lot more, and then that's maybe where the goals will come when they are used to having that extra bit of training ground time.
2: No, 100%. See, that's I totally agree. See you on
0: uh, Sakala, so, so they're still.
2: You know, I I think Van
1: Bromhorst was unlucky. There was a lot of things conspired against him. The injuries, there was no equation. There's no many managers would have been able to contend and deliver what was expected with injuries that he had. But there was a a major problem with not utilising what he had at his disposal. And Sakala was the one that I always went back to. He was ruining Ryan Kent because he was literally tied by an elastic band to the... (laughs) Well, literally. Metaphorically tied by an elastic band to to the touchline. And then you had a guy who, at this moment in time, is your biggest goal threat, Sakala, who he uh, basically refused to use for a large sweep of the start of the season, which then means that there's no rhythm getting gained by that particular player. And then you yep. bring him in and you ask him to, to, to beat Trent Alexander-Arnold in the Champions League, and then you wonder why you can't do it. So Bill is good at identifying strengths and weaknesses of players and how it fits into the way we're going to play. Sakala's becoming a key player. Yes. He's, are, he's, he's one of the first names for Saturday mm-hmm. because of what he's bringing to the team in terms of uh, pace and attack today. And I thought Kilmarnock, after they scored, I think I said this in the post-match, but there was a period there where literally the chips are done and you're needing somebody in your team. We talk about grabbing a game by the scruff of the neck. He was the only one. About, yeah, but we think about, about Terry Butcher and Folk like that, right? But you can do it and all by purpose. And what he was doing, and it was, he just gets his he'd doing it. He was taking the ball to the park and getting the team out of the park. And it's a really, really useful thing of the team. So I'm delighted with the way, by compassing Van Bronckhorst, I'm delighted with the way Bill is utilising his players. And I think the likes are can well. If Van Bronckhorst had signed him, he would probably only see him for three weeks because he'd been, be, oh, he's getting fat and, you know, we were getting him yeah. up to speed. Mm. He'll either start or he'll get half an hour on Sunday yeah. because, and he'll probably start at Tynecastle because Bill knows what he can bring, and he trusts him. And you know, fitness is fitness. You can get some up player without them being one hundred percent. You know, if somebody's 90, and they've got the quality, that can be that can win you games.
2: Yeah, was, I always felt that with Stephen Davis. This time last year, I know there was a an injury that he had. He was out for a couple of weeks, but we barely used him from I don't know <coughs> when Van Brockhorst came in until post Parkhead. Um, we but he barely seen a, a sniff. And mm-hmm. you're right, it's just one of those things, that, whether it's a, he's not the fitness that I, I want, or whether it is just that, that sort of risk aversion that, that he seem to have at, at some points with players. But you're right, I think Sakala, they, they creating the goal against um, Komarnak, absolutely we were not doing anything at that point in the game, uh, 100%, he was the only one that looked it. And then, yeah, Tillman gets the plaudits for that little back heel for Sakala, but... No one else is making that run and 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 having that that shot for me. It just doesn't happen for us at the minute. So, I think he's been he's been doing very very well. Okay, that will wrap us for tonight. Then I think Grant, thank you for joining me.
0: Absolute pleasure, Ron. Thank you very much.
2: And Andy, you'll be signing the little Ibrox replicas outside Edmondson House at what time? When Saturday morning.
1: <laughs> well I'm doing my commission now that it's built I've been bumming it up for two years now so I'm doing my commission after just <laughs> for
2: keeping it uh, popular thank you for coming on oh shouldn't should I say what you said you <laughs> <Thanks> for coming <laughs> on okay and thank you all very much for watching or listening if you're listening to this after as you can see the little blue ticker down the bottom there heartandhand.co.uk forward slash patreon if you want to sign up and listen now you'll have um, up to five free shows uh up to five shows per day, I should say, for just one ninety nine per month. Um, if you don't want that and you're happy with the free shows, then you'll have David on Monday to recap the game against St. Johnston and hopefully talk about uh, another signing or maybe two. Who knows? Thank you all for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.
3: Podcast Network